Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. Welcome. It's Louise Crooks, your Keys to Clarity Coach, host of KTC Radio. And um, uh, it is the, uh, the 3rd of May, Monday, the 3rd of May, 7 p.m. Eastern. And we have a wonderful guest this evening, um, a long time coming uh, <laughs> onto the show. And um, someone I've been wanting to interview for a long time, and I'm so grateful that she's here. And that's Mary Allen, who is the Inner Peace Coach, um, America's Inner Peace Coach. So welcome, Mary. Thank you so much, Louise. I am just delighted to be here. Ah, wonderful. It's just wonderful to have you here. I think we started talking about this um, probably like over a year ago, getting you on the show, and then when we saw each other at... um, at the ICF conference in in Florida and, and land up sitting next to each other, it was like exactly. a no brainer, wasn't it? <laughs> I know. I, I you know I just I love that how I just I turned and I assigned your name badge to Louise Crooks and I'm oh this is so perfect. I love to, how uh, the universe nudges people together at the perfect time. Absolutely synchronicities, that's for sure. Um, well, I'm very excited to have you here. Mary, and I want to just share a little bit more about you to our listeners and want to welcome them as well. Um, So Mary um, is a a master certified coach with the International Coaching Federation, and um, she calls herself the America's Inner Peace Coach. She's um, author of The Power of Inner Choice and host of Conversations with the Masters interviewing best-selling authors, speakers, and coaches, including Dr. Wayne Dyer, Carolyn Miss. Um, how do you, do you say it? Miss or Mize? Uh, it's sorry, it's actually sure. Carolyn Mace. Mace. Carolyn Mace. I know it doesn't look at all yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought, that, I thought I had that wrong. Thank you. Um, also, Debbie Ford, Ken Wilbur, Dr. David Hawkins, Byron Katie, and others. Her clients include entrepreneurs, CEOs, business owners, and even a couple of billionaires. Wow. Seven years ago, she had a profound experience that changed her life forever, giving her access to a serene inner peace she'd never known before. She now helps conscious achievers awaken to the greater everyday inner peace as they realize their inspired goals. Mary leads the annual four-day inner peace immersion retreat and is currently in the middle of a five-city tour. You can learn more about um, this tour at awakeningbeyondachievement.com. And And she guides audiences in uh, radical awakening and radical releasing, resulting in expanded success and inner peace. Mary is a graduate of University of Wisconsin um, and both a CTI and Coach U graduate. Wow, thanks Mary for that. That was uh that's um, some great information about um you know what you've been doing and uh I'm just so excited about the the tour that you're doing at the moment. I I really wish I could attend cuz I but I noticed that unfortunately I'm doing a workshop in Denver the same weekend that you're in New York. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Otherwise I would have been there. Been there like well, a shot. <laughs> well, maybe you can make one of the, the I'm also going to be in California, June 12th, and San Francisco, and Newport Beach, August 7th, and also Dallas. Yeah, there's still other opportunities. That this is true. You never know. You never know. Um, I have been known to travel. So, 
Yeah, well, um, after this, uh, I'm amazed at what we did pack in one day and just the caliber of people that were in the room. And, you know, one of the things that really excites me is, you know, that, you know, part of what you spoke to was, you know, what the, the name of my program, which is Awakening Beyond Achievement. And, you know, what's different about this time of, I guess this time of the world more than any other time is that more and more people like you and me are having profound awakening experiences. And I'm sure many of the listeners here on the line have, uh, you know, have a sense of what I'm talking about with awakening as did, I think, probably mm, like 85, 90% of the people raised their hands when I said, you know, how many people have had some kind of an awakening experience? Amazing. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. But I really feel like we're on this wave right now, this sort of precipice of so, it just seems that so many people are waking up um, and claiming that spirituality in their lives and and, um, having a life of meaning. Mary, don't you feel the same? Oh, absolutely. It's... um it's it's very prevalent everywhere and it's not you know it's not happening just when people go off and and meditate and isolate themselves from the world like zen buddhist monks um have been known to do for years it, i mean it happens to ceos and moms and you know really you know what we would consider people um all of a sudden coming to kind of a new realization and of course with that realization is a real serene sense of inner peace that we can tap into. Yeah, amazing. It's very exciting. So, Mary, would you be willing to share your experience of how you came to to your spiritual awakening? Um, absolutely. Hang on one sec. Let me just turn that off. <laughs> Got all the other things turned off except for the cell phone. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I mean, it's, you know, awakening comes about so many different ways. And uh, there was a, you know, a whole period of, of being involved in personal growth and reading a lot of, you know, personal development books, books. And, but ultimately it was finally triggered by being in a very dysfunctional relationship, believe it or not. Um, one of those relationships that, you know, was no, by no means, you know, really, uh, I guess by most people's terms, healthy per se, um, but yet I felt drawn to be in this relationship, that there was some kind of lesson that I was supposed to get from it. And, you know, fast forward through some really um, dark night of the soul period where literally um, in tears and, of course, every time I would just be at the throes of um you know, feeling like I'm, you know, on the floor, this this guy would like sort of, you know, show kind of a, a presence and a love that would have me kind of stay in the game. And ultimately what happened is I found myself in a, in an argument with him. I'd actually driven, he lived in Northern California, I was in Southern California, I drove up actually to pick up um, a body sculpture of myself. I had done this... I know, interesting that it would happen on, um, you know, such a metaphorical term that yes. I, there's this, uh-huh. you know, sculpture of my body I literally was picking up and I, 
yeah. had a rental car from Lexus, but I had the means to like pop it in the back of the SUV. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to go zip on up with this, you know, with the rental car from Lexus. And we were in the middle actually of a kind of a you know a fight, and yeah. and and yet somehow I was kind of overtaken by just really being able to see things clearly, and. As he was so upset, all I was feeling was just a warm sense of unconditional love. Wow. And even though he he sent me off that night, you know, we continued to talk, and he continued to be really upset, and I continued just to be in this real serene sense of peace. And as I slept in uh, his guest bedroom on a waterbed that wasn't even heated, I just yeah. was in this, like, blissed-out place. And what was interesting is... Um, you know, the next day, yeah, I, I still woke up with this really amazing sense of inner peace and drove home, and I'm listening to some uh, CDs by Eckhart Tolle, and I don't know, uh, Louise, what your experience has been of Eckhart Tolle, but, um, oh, I, you know, I I totally love him, and I have to be honest that before this day, I had a harder time listening to him. Like sometimes I find myself a little aggravated about, you know, he's speaking a little too slowly and I don't quite understand what he's talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, yeah, but you know, as I'm driving back from Northern California and I'm listening to Eckhart Tolle talk, it's like all of a sudden I'm like, oh, this is what you've been talking about. And it was so helpful to have some language around what I had just experienced because I think, in truth, a lot of people do have uh, a pretty profound awakening, but they don't have words for it. So it ends up being just this great peak experience, and then kind of more or less they get back into their day-to-day lives. But I feel grateful that I had Eckhart and some Byron Katie work that kind of helped me in those early stages sort of integrate. But it yeah. was about it was about a three week period of time where every morning I would wake up and I'd always be so excited. I'm like, is that feeling still here? Is it still, you know, that aliveness here? And for about three weeks it really it was and everywhere I'd go the world looked more colorful and alive. I mean, I'd see a stop sign and be just like, Wow, that is just beautiful. You know, or at the gym, looking at the ceiling fan and just like feeling this great connection. I know it sounds it sounds really bizarre, but you know, music on the everything like I could just see how everything was so interconnected. And I even remember the you know the day where I was in back in another conversation with this guy that I had been seeing, and and I almost could feel like myself kind of going back under you know into like you know under and back to normal humanity, which. You know, one of the truths around awakening is that, you know, your life doesn't become perfect and everything doesn't all of a sudden just instantaneously, you know, be perfect. I mean, there's integration that needs to happen to that that place of inner peace. So, um you know, so it's really been actually about the last seven years that, you know, I've been working on integrating that. And one of the things yeah. that's helped me is my, my book, The Power of Inner Choice. Mm. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. What a great story. And it's ama- it is amazing how we come to those moments. I know my husband had 
I still don't know if he thinks that it was um if he would see it as a spiritual awakening, but he saw it, he he um he had a moment where he um he was riding his bike um through France. He did he went on a little bike tour just all on his own, had his yeah. maps and, and all of this kind of stuff, all his gear um on his bike and uh, he, you know, he had it all mapped out. He was going to go to certain places and um, visit certain churches in the middle of the village and do do what was required as one would of being a tourist in France. And um, within a, about a few days, he um, he was going along a, a lane um, in the countryside. I think it was somewhere um, somewhere really a really beautiful area. I think somewhere near Champagne or something like that. And um, uh, no, it was Santa Million, That's right. And um, a um, a wasp flew into his cycle, his his helmet, uh-huh. and um, he uh, had this. He had an accident, basically. And um, the accident, um, he he fell on his his shoulders and. He, he really couldn't, um, you know, sort of cycle for the next couple of days, and he felt very sorry for himself. And, and um, you know, that kind of slowed him down. You know, it, it changed the whole the whole process. And then he got back on his bike to try and continue the way that he had before. And all of a sudden, he had this moment. He was looking out over the fields, and there were these hawks up in the in the in the sky, and he just had this moment of euphoria, very mm-hmm. similar, I think, to what you were mm-hmm. describing, mm-hmm. Mary, where he just got completely blissed out. Um, right. For no, and it like, was a, apparently a, no reason at all. And no reason at all. <laughs> yes, yep, and that's it, kind of what he, it's like. <laughs> yeah, and he just, he, he then, all of a sudden, everything changed, and he carried on um, cycling, but he threw his maps away, and he stopped. Um, you know, looking at his plan, and he just cycled, and he said that he was even singing in French. You know, um, it was like he was part of the he was part of the picture, not the observer any longer. Right. And you know, it was just incredible hearing him describe that because to me that was a that sounds to me like it was it was a spiritual awakening in a in a sense. You know what? Um, I, I mean, I, say, I, I, I would, yeah, I would say absolutely it it was. Yeah. Yeah, and he still describes it very, very um, powerfully even now. And this is uh, um, 15 years later. It's funny, actually, I met him the moment uh, straight after his trip. <laughs> Interesting <laughs> that he would attract trip. you right after such an experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, and we've had different experiences. You know, I've had a different uh, experience of awakening myself. Um which feels kind of more gradual. I don't, say, I don't know that I had ever had a sort of a blissed out feeling, but um, yes, I did actually. Because I, I um, although it's been over a period of time, I, I went and did the journey. Have you heard of them? I heard of that organization, Mary. You know, I have. Yeah, and I they actually I, it's, there's a very spiritual element to the processes that they do, and I've always described myself as agnostic or had up to that point, and. Then um, I got the, the processes that they did totally connected me to my soul, and um, I, I think I had an, a spiritual awakening in that 
experience that I had with them. And it was just truly amazing, you know. And knowing that um, that spirit is is within everything. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's around us. It's within us. It's it's. Uh, it and we have access incredible. to it, really, truly, anytime. I mean, that's yeah. You know, that's one yeah. of the other great truths is we've got access to it, even in those moments when we get you know, caught in reactive emotion, where we may feel completely overwhelmed with. You know, how much emails in our inbox or the demands of family or relationships or, you know, surprise health challenges, you know, what, whatever's going on in business for you, financial pressure. Like we can be so caught up in that. We can have a hard time getting back to it. But the, the truth is it's, it's actually there all the time. And it's yeah. really, you know, part of it is just is, is becoming more, you know, say maybe masterful in a way at getting back to this place. And and what's nice is once you've had even a glimpse of it, then, you know, it, it's sort of the pointer that makes it so much easier to get back to it. Right. Um, and, yeah. and even if somebody yeah. listening, you know, I, I dare say that everybody listening on this call has had, has had a glimpse. I mean, we have yeah. it. Even in just moments of nature, we have it. Sometimes when you know when babies are born, there's sort of a, a real yes. presence that that occurs. Um, so everybody's got a glimpse or a taste, and it's really you know some of those are, are like teeny tastes, and some are like you know getting completely you know drowned in it. Um, you know, and then over time, you know, we there's there's um, specific things we can do to relax the resistance around those, well, really around mind that gets in the way of us living in full awakening. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting, isn't it, because it really is about accessing it within rather than outside of ourselves. I think, you know, a lot of us uh, tend to look for outside of ourselves, and it's, uh, and as you say, it's there all the time if we just you know, if we know where to look for it. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Well, Mary, I um, I would love to um, to hear about your thoughts because you know, part of uh, a large part of the audience that listens to this show are um, solopreneurs, and I say S O U L opreneurs. Um, you know, people who are soul driven in their businesses or who are really passionate about their business who. Ha- often have a spiritual element to their lives already and actually um i think struggle to align the um the success piece and i say success in, in inverted commas um into be, having the ability to be spiritually awake um to incorporate that spirituality into their daily life and into their business life and have um, success from a financial standpoint as well. And so I just want to get um, some of your thoughts ar- around that conundrum because I think, I think there's a lot of conflict that comes up with that. You know, it's, it's, ha- it's wanting one and feel conflicted about having the other and, and I think vice versa in some ways. So I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts around that. Right, right. Well, yeah, certainly I think that's, that's one of the biggies is that if you're spiritual, then somehow, you know, there's something wrong with receiving money and and lots of it for the yeah. value that you're creating in the world. And 
you know, and of course it's completely not true. And in fact, as we, they're really both tied together. As we really deepen our sense of inner peace and success, really what we're doing is, is the same thing. And what we're doing is relaxing resistance around, um, shall we say, the, the personality, re- reactive thought, kind of that conditioned layer of reality that goes, that kind of sits on top of the pure awareness. Yeah. Um, so th- there are some things that we can, we can point to, um, maybe one of the first, and in coming back from the first Awakening Beyond Achievement Tour that we led actually on, uh, on Saturday in Fort Lauderdale, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, exciting, Mary. Yeah, very exciting. And and one of the things that struck me is that no matter how successful uh, each person who was in the room was, mm-hmm. there were there were elements of worthiness, like resisting their own level of worthiness, resisting their own level of of self value and power that stood in the way of them experiencing as much success as they felt drawn to. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I, well, so a couple things. One is, I'm big at the name of your show, Keys to Clarity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're on the same page because uh, one of the keys is really clarity. And I like to look at clarity through four lenses. So if we take any vision or goal, you know, we want to look at what that alignment is physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Uh-huh. So we could kind of, you know what, you want to talk through kind of each one of those? Yeah, definitely. That would be great. Okay. So, um, thought. yeah, so we're starting just even on the physical alignment. Uh, we might begin to just get clear that, and what is what is the end result, the outcome ultimately look like physically? So if we if we fast forward things a year from today, so what yeah. is it May May third, twenty eleven? It's physically, you know, how how have things shifted and evolved? So if it's from a business standpoint, you know how how much money, how much bank is in the in, in the bank? Um, who you know, physically, how many people have you impacted? What kind of results have have appeared as a result? And what kind of actions have you taken to, you know, to get the word out? So there's this whole yeah. physical component and really kind of rounding that piece out. Right. Okay. So it's kind of getting really clear on your intentions and your goals. Is that, is that what you're saying, Mary? Yeah. Well, and, and, and literally right on down to kind of the physical manifestation. You know, we can say people... But that feels like... Um, well, and that, and that gets into the, the emotional alignment, but just even physically to start, you know, you know we say, you know, I want to write a book. Well, mm-hmm. okay, there's a, you know, something physical, there would be a book, but how many pages, how many people are reading this book, like what's the, you know, what's the physical impact of people reading that book, Um, you know, what, what's the physical process look like in getting that book born, how much, you know, so that's just the physical side, then we can look at emotionally, 
Yeah. Um, so it's really well, getting into the detail of, of it from a physical standpoint, really getting so clear on that picture of what you're creating. Exactly. We might even do one thing. One thing I did uh, early on was create a couple mock book covers, and I created some generic uh, book titles that didn't end up being the book title of my book. But at the bottom of the book, I wrote by Mary Allen. And the first time I did that, I, I remember looking at this on my vision board for a period of time and. It just you know, it was like, you know, my like, nervous system wasn't used to seeing my name on a book. I've got plenty of books on my shelf. But just having that physical representation by Mary Allen like, began to help me create alignment around that book. And, and then even as we started getting closer to this book, getting published, the, the real book covers, I actually put, you know, you also designed a book spine. And so I actually... Yeah around some of my other books, put the, the graphic of the book spine in my bookshelf so I could literally see my books on the shelves. And actually, yeah. as I'm looking at my bookshelves now, I actually see what I looked at a year before the book was out. Very good. So you, you almost, you, you just come into alignment with it from a physical standpoint um, exactly. to be able to, to create that belief within yourself that it's, it's it, happening. Exactly, exactly. And and. And then we go to mental alignment, which is the belief, which is, you know, what, you know. So, what would you say we somebody would need to believe in order to be fully aligned? Since we're talking about writing a book, what, what would somebody need to believe? Uh, that it was possible. Yeah, and maybe that they really have a message of value to share with the world. Yeah. Um, that people are actually going to read it. That they're going to read it, and that, and that writing it is actually totally doable. You know, and, and the truth is, writing a book is is actually, it seems so much more difficult when you haven't written one. But you know, once you've written one, it's like, you know, that wasn't really. If anyone's ever written even a, an article, you can write a book. Yeah, it's really you know just a little bit longer articles, and then you know piecing them together in an organized way. Yeah. Don't you find as well, um, I, I mean, I find this all the time, it's kind of like we, we create these, um, these goals of what we, want to, what we want to achieve, and then when we, you know, it feels big at the time, um, and sometimes almost impossible, and then when we actually do it, it's just, it, it, the, the bigness of it falls away, it almost kind of like becomes, Almost insignificant in the sense of the the bigness that we created. I don't know if that right. Exactly, exactly. I, I remember one one of the one of the one of the clients I coached who had his first book, book published. He said it really well. That he said, you know, I thought publishing a book would have been a bigger bigger deal than it is. You know, and it's it's sort of a little bit of a letdown. So you kind of I know each time that. I, I got a book back from the press, you know, with the galley copy and then the main book. There was almost sort of a like a postpartum depression for a couple of days. I finally got on to myself. I'm like, okay, you know, so when we do something like this, we need to really make sure we consciously celebrate because, you know, you work so hard and then it's like, okay, and, you know, for, for most people it doesn't, you know, instantaneously turn into a bestseller. Even the bestsellers, there's still a lot of work that then goes into the, for those next steps, which 
you know, which is also actually very doable as well. It's just about channeling, you know, what are those activities and, um, and what do I need to really believe? Even if I want to create a best-selling book, what do I need to believe? Yeah, absolutely. And so then we is go that to something this. that you ask your your um your attendees when when you go through that process, Mary? You know, what is it that they need to believe? Because I'm sure it's different for everyone. Absolutely, and in fact, um, it's one of the things we did at the Awakening Beyond Achievement tour is. Yes. After identifying three important goals, it's really taking the time to dig into, you know, the the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual alignment, and and how, you know, where where we needed to tweak because if it's not already manifest, almost is that we need to tweak. Mm. Yeah. Right. And of course, one of those biggest ones is. Um, I think it's probably one of the things you you must talk about with keys to clarity, but it's it's that emotional clarity. Yes. Yeah. Like, uh, what what are the what are the feelings that you need to be you need to have access to inside of your being in order to be in alignment with that goal or vision? So, Can you for say example, that again, Mary? so what are the what are the feelings that you would what are the feelings that you would experience if this goal were fully realized? And can you, right now in present time, access those feelings now? So, for example, at one time I wanted to attract my next relationship, and I kind of kept saying to myself, you know, I really want to feel adored and cherished. I just want to feel adored and cherished in my next relationship because somehow I didn't feel that in that in that prior relationship. And yeah. somehow it dawned on me that yeah. if a guy was sitting right in front of me, right here and now, mm-hmm. that if they were adoring me and cherishing me, that I, I wouldn't know the difference because I couldn't generate those feelings inside of myself. Like so it's it was, really not about it was the external. About you feeling that way for yourself. Exactly. Like we have to be able to feel. Yeah. First, otherwise, you know, there's some level of resistance. You know, in that case, there was some level of resistance to me feeling adored and cherished. Right. And and in order for me to access feelings of adored and cherished, I realized I also needed to access feelings of vulnerability, which. Mm being kind of a high-achieving woman, that was a foreign set of emotions. So I had to really drop down and really, you know, just consciously work on, you know, what, you know, what does that vulnerability feel like? And then about seven, eight months later, I met Mr. Adore and Cherish You to the, till the cows come home, you know? Wow. Man. I mean, if you met him right now, Louise, you would feel so adored and so cherished. Like that is just I do he, like, <laughs> he just radiates it so much. Do I, yeah, oh. well, you would feel it, you would feel it like triple like what you're normal because you've already got access. But oh. he's like, but that's like the power of when we connect, yeah. you know, to the feelings. Yeah, that's amazing. The power that we can manage, the power of our own um, uh, um, 
ability to manifest what we bring into our lives is, is truly powerful, isn't it, Mary? If we actually, you know, tap into that, it's just crazy powerful. It's crazy powerful, and and sometimes I, you know, knock myself upside the head when, you know, even teaching this stuff. That sometimes there'll be an area of my life that I'm not applying it. So, um, yeah, I'm very present oh, to it. I'm spending a whole day talking about it on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but here's here's a great example, and this, uh, yeah, I'm reminded of of one of my very favorite clients, and how this related to every single person in the room on Saturday, and probably, I dare say, everyone that's listening to this call, um, and or I should say, this radio show, and that is a sense of worthiness. So this client came to me, and he was a high-achieving client. He was actually making at the time about 800000 a year in a, in a sales role, and he really wanted to break the million-dollar mark. And he not only wanted to break the million-dollar mark, but he also wanted to do it with a place of inner peace because what would happen is he'd work so hard for the year because he was in sales, January then would come, the slate is wiped clean, he's back to zero, and January and February just were excruciatingly painful and suffering as as he started to rebuild his year, right? Mm -hmm. So we wanted to address those two things, and we put together a list for him of, I think it was about seven, what I would call seven emotional muscles, so seven feeling states that if he could really step into those feelings that would help help him come into alignment and he actually ended up um ultimately i think the first year he came just like either a hair over a million or just under a million but the next year he made four and a half million wow that's amazing i know but here's the thing one of my other clients um like this three of us were at a meeting and this other client asked my client who had just made four and a half million dollars he said so what do you what was really the key to are you quadrupling your income Mm. and he said this this was the the kicker he said people receive what they feel worthy and deserving to receive and he had consciously every week really focused it on those feelings of worthy and deservingness, like in the core of his being, like a little bit each week, a little bit more, a little bit each more day. And, and that number wasn't screaming off the charts when we started working together. It was, yeah, you know, in the, somewhere the fives to the sevens. And just by focusing on that, and he worked you know, on, on some of the others too, but this one he, yeah. is, he said was so core. And I dare say that... Each and every person that is is listening to this show that doesn't have a level of success, there's some resistance to their own level of worthiness and deservingness. Yes. That's and it's time to break break through that now. Yeah. And it, it's interesting, Mary, because, um, I mean, just through some of the work that I've, you know, read with Greg Moores, I don't know if you've heard of him, um, he was a... a um, a monk for I think eight years of his life, and he he's been on the show a couple of times, and he's he's written a, a really great book, um, and he talks about how, and I think it's fairly um, also clear, you know, just 
when you look at um, uh, what would you call it, the socioeconomics of different um, strata of society and how it's very difficult for people to pull themselves out of that strata, particularly on the sort of lower education and poverty level. Um, and often it's, um, it's I mean, there's, a, there's one piece of you only know what you know, and then there's the, the emotional tie of, of not realizing, not understanding that one can, one can move up into a different level of, of um, um, life, you know, to be able to take care of oneself um, from a financial standpoint. And then also that you have a strata of people around you who feel uncomfortable you stepping out of that into something more. And so there's the energy of that that can that can hold you back as well, as well of course those feelings of worthiness that you were talking about a moment ago. And it feels like there there are a number of things at play there. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, I I totally agree with you that um, we 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 tend to be very conditioned to just you know, partly based on personality and environment growing up and so forth, sort of this conditioned weight that that starts to form really when we're quite young. Um, yeah. We get these ideas of you know of, of what we are worthy and deserving of. But you know, no matter where somebody is from a um, you know a poverty level, um, you know, or low education, I, I will say that you know the the higher your intelligence and your your level of smarts, you know, it certainly helps a lot, and yet it's more to do with um, the feelings inside you than the external, you know, skills or we all, we all, every single one of us have our divine gifts to give the world. Yeah. And most of us at some level are resisting giving those gifts at some level. And so we want to look at how we can begin to relax some of these conditioned elements of uh, the personality, of our identity, and and just allow them to, to run freer. Because yeah. when we do, it's, you know, this comes down to the spiritual alignment, that when we really are doing something that's in, a, in alignment with our soul's calling, that we have the greatest uh, possibility for us to create abundance. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you know, I mean, like the work that you're doing, I mean, you are, you're doing your soul's work with this radio show and and what you're doing here. So I imagine for you that the more you you lean into this life purpose for you and the truer you are to what you're being called to do at the soul level, the greater and greater that financial prosperity will come. Yeah, yeah. Particularly if you're really, really open to receiving, you know, on the level of worthy and deservingness and receiving support, you know, it's one place we resist is the, sometimes we resist the support of others, of mentors, of coaches, or, um, a, a, you know, a team that we can delegate to. There's lots of ways that we re- resist re- receiving. Yes, that's very true. I, I'm, I'm going through that process at the moment. I, I've hired 
um, a VA recently, and um, for those out there who are listening who ask the question, what's a VA? It's a virtual assistant, and it's taken me a year to get to the point where I've actually taken the step. I've known for a year that that's really the next step for, for me in my business, and it was holding me up, but it was actually taking that step, you know, being ready to take that step to give um, that piece away, you know, to to start to to grow and, and 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 the amazing thing Mary is that you know just in the last month that we've been working together I can see how my business is going to you know in the next in the next 6 months there is I would say that I'm, my my business is going to double if not triple absolutely just because I've taken that step and and I'm letting go basically I'm I'm in the process of letting go <laughs> yes well and you what you what this virtual assistant do what she's best at so you can do more yeah. than you're best at. And, exactly. and I, have to, I have to say it is a process because I am still, I, I can still feel the resistance that I'm having, you know, in moments where, which feel completely irrational in that moment. I have to keep checking in with myself, you know. I keep observing myself being in, in this, you know, having these thoughts come up and it's, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> well, well, so so here's here's a good something you can do is yep. when you notice first off when we notice resistance resistance is wonderful in that it's sort of a clue uh, it sort of gives us a clue of what needs to be relaxed and looked at with yes. um, awareness so look and see so what what are you believing in those moments yeah well it's it's that it's that and it's funny it's so funny Mary because I coach my clients around the stuff I know. <laughs> That's why we we coaches need coaches. Exactly. Um, Heck, I've got three coaches. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I can. That's brilliant, Mary. Um, yeah. It's, uh, what was I going to say to you? Um, well, well and I'll, I'll say this too. <laughs> as as we look at you know whatever the belief is around you yeah. know you know what's my belief about letting go that. Uh, so-and-so won't be able to handle it as well, it won't yeah. be as perfect, I won't look good. Um, yeah, I think mine is um, something like um, I can I can do it myself. Um, right. It, it's, it's, yeah, for some reason it's uh, not, not being able to, uh, it's that trust piece of knowing that I can trust. And she's an amazing woman, you know, she does amazing stuff. And I actually hired her because, Initially, um, she almost, um, almost, and I say this almost, she she almost irritated me. Um, she had a she had she had a um, she was she was a VA with someone else who was um, a guest on the show, and we were backing and forthing with uh, information. And she was so good at crossing the T's and dotting the I's. And I'm not a, I'm not particularly a detail orientated person, so she was triggering me and um, it was in that moment that I recognized that I needed her <laughs> ah. <laughs> and, uh, and she's fantastic I you know she is so you know um, com- complimentary to me and my business you know it's it's, it's a beautiful um, partnership so I'm grateful for that recognition well that's good well and, and, and when when a belief pops up I can do it myself you know, we get to, 
you know, we get to look at that and we can yeah. say, well, first off, is it true? It's like, well, okay, it is true. I could do it myself. Am I the best one to do this? Yeah. Um, is it the best use of my time? And, you know, so we can begin to kind of to question our beliefs. Yeah. And And play around with it. And sometimes... Sometimes, well, not even sometimes, beliefs or what we call points of view um, often comes in pairs. So there's a part of you that says, I can do it myself, and then there's like this polar opposite of, I can't do it myself, which yeah. is, which when we're in this place believing I can't do it myself, sometimes that triggers, i got to prove to myself I can do it. So let me, you know, you know, let me prove it. Let me prove it. Let me prove it. And so it creates some other irrational behavior. <laughs> so ultimately, though, what we want to do is is relax the resistance around both sides. This is where there's a powerful process that I demonstrated at the at the tour called radical releasing. This is actually uh, Arjuna Arda, and where you can really relax this. Let's say I can't do it myself. You know, which yeah. there may may be some resistance on that one. I I can't do it myself. I can do it myself, and ultimately to where you neutralize both of them. So really, there's just greater freedom around. Wow, somebody can handle this, and okay, great. You know, there's no charge. So ultimately, that becomes the at least what allows for greater inner peace and a, a greater flow of success is to yeah. to not have the In, in navigating you in, the out, in and out of there for a moment, um, and you, I lost you from after inner peace. Um, so what did I say? I said that we can have greater inner peace, and we can have a greater flow of success okay. when when we have, you know, we, when we can choose anything without it being a big drama. You know. So, you know, this is some of the work is identifying where the resistance is and then kind of the next layer yeah. is looking at different processes to, to relax that resistance. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's great. Um, uh, and it's a real practice, isn't it? You have to keep practicing for it to get easier to to um, relax those those beliefs and, and uh, change it. Absolutely. And, and that's actually what I would name as one of my uh, we talked about five keys to success and inner peace. Um, certainly we've talked about clarity being one of them. We've talked about expanding your ability to receive as one of them. Yeah. But practice is another big one that just, right. it it takes a little, you know, and there's different kinds of practices. There's the kind of worthiness, for an example, or doing nurturing things for ourselves so that we're you know we have the energy to give our gifts on the greatest level and then there's awakening practices there's a different there's there's a third kind of practice so there's success practices which obviously would be something moving us towards our goal yeah there's an inner peace practice which is about nurturing that awakening that's nurturing kind of that and 
could be anything from taking a bubble bath to just some conscious breathing to meditation. And these are things that you're going to do over time. And then third, an awakening practice, something you might do for just a short period of time um, for the purpose of kind of building or like relaxing that resistance. Um, so I could give you an example of that to kind of... Yes, that would be great. Because that, that's sort of one of the things that I hear is like, you know, I've heard of, of course, success practices, inner peace practices, but what the heck is an awakening practice? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so for an example, one one of the practices that I was given to by... Uh, I did some work with Arjuna Arda... Um, back in the fall, and I had really felt like my relationship with my mother had some real mm, uh, points of view, beliefs that had gotten locked into place, and that that was really standing in the way of some of my own worthiness. Mm-hmm. And so for a, a week or two, um, he gave me the assignment to write a letter to my mom each night, and these were letters that weren't going to be mailed to her, but letters that the whole purpose was to try and explore fully each of the feelings and express each of the feelings that I I have towards my mom. So feelings of love and gratitude and, and appreciation um, to some of the ones like, you know, disappointment and just yeah. frustration that, and anger that, you know, you you don't understand me. You don't see me the way I want you to and, and how freaking frustrating that is, you know? So yeah, that, uh-huh. that, you know, really getting into the feelings of it, of yeah. course, partly because as we feel something fully, we begin to transform it. Yeah. So I did this for about two weeks, and then I... Uh, jumped on a call with Arjuna and we did, uh, you know, a, a session where we did some kind of some radical releasing um, and, a, and another process that I didn't think so much of, but but then I noticed that you know, I, I had previously had this feeling of obligation to spend time with mom and, you know, after all the years of calling and uh, hanging up and being in tears, right? So, yeah. Crap, I've been dragging along for all this time. And then after this work we did, I found myself, my mom happened to be in town, and I just found myself like so looking forward to spending time with her and just really noticing when she said kind things to me that I could feel them and hear them. And that... Then over the next few weeks, I had an opportunity to be in Northern California, where she lives in Sacramento, um, actually four weeks in a row. And I just, I, I was so surprised that, you know, here it was like I was wanting to see my mom. Like even just to talk about it now, I could feel like tears coming to my eyes. And like, I, I wanted to spend time with my mommy, you know. And we had just these wonderful weeks um, and conversations, and all of that was a result of doing some awakening practices that relaxed resistance around things that got stuck 
as a kid that never got released. Mm. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And even in that moment, you didn't recognize the power that it had. Even in the moment, you know, it, it you know, it's like um, I did this process with a, a client just last week, and a lot of it was around. Uh, it was around not being able to say no to people and the this feeling of like, you know, like leave me alone. Like she couldn't really feel, you know, the power of saying no. And when we were able to go in and and work into the full feeling of this, leave, you know, leave me alone. Over the coming week, it's like almost her to. She actually realized it wasn't even other people asking. She was just so unconsciously offering, like, you know, five times more she had than she had the capacity for. So there's sort of like a natural, um, I don't know, your behavior sort of starts naturally changing after, you know, relaxing some of these points of view. Yes. Wow. Fantastic, Mary. But do we have any other points that we need to cover? We've got we you had talked about the different keys to clarity around you know, the physical. Yeah, the uh, you know, we barely just touched on, but yeah, this is really is whatever goal that you have in mind is is just really keep checking in. Is this really in alignment with my soul? I know for me, there's been at least a couple careers that I've done that really there was a piece that wasn't in 100% full integrity, and it's like I knew that this wasn't where I was supposed to ultimately be. Um, and and one of those happened to be a network marketing company, um, and and I said to myself, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to make uh, $20,000 a month. And then I'll go and really do what I want to do, which is to contribute and write a book and, you know, do do things to really help people. And, you know, and ultimately it's that, you know, when we do something just purely for money or purely as a means to providing and we're present to that there's something sweeter and deeper for our soul's work, I say, you know, go write your soul's work and get started. You know, not to, you know, we don't want to be financially irresponsible. Um, and Right. But the quicker you can get on a beeline to doing what you were meant to do, and in some cases that means playing bigger. Mm-hmm. So you may be doing, a, a, so there may be many, let's say, coaches, uh, on the line listening or different you know, solopreneurs doing a lot of what they want to do, but maybe the the one big thing they really want to do, like they've eh, conveniently been procrastinating on, you know, like writing a book or starting to lead seminars or getting out there in mainstream media and television or something. Yeah, and I get the sense that a lot of people think that it's kind of an all or nothing and that the beauty is that you can get started in some small way, can't you, and start tapping Ab- into that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's always about, you know, what is that next step? Because when we take that one next step, then, you know, then the next step reveals itself. 
Yeah. And then the next, you know, just like taking the one step to create the mock book covers, it didn't end up being that book, but that moved me closer to the book getting born. And then, um, yeah, so we take it from there. Yeah, fantastic. Kind of, it kind of gathers momentum, doesn't it, as well? So once you do one thing, the next thing, as you say, reveals itself, and it starts to have the snowball effect. You know, once you um. You, you give it Ex- that space. Exactly, exactly. And in fact, I will say, ever since I committed to doing a, this five-city tour that I'm on, mm-hmm. you know, of course you set the five-city tour, and I don't know how everybody else is, but, you know, I didn't have the exact outline and everything I was going to do for the retreat before I started marketing it. Um, but... Each step as I got closer, a different conversation. Uh, I was just saying this to uh, one of my support staff today that everything leading up to my event supported me in what ultimately became my event on Saturday. Like every conversation contributed a, a, a needed piece. If I had waited for all of those before deciding to book a hotel and get the word out, you know, who knows how long I would have had to wait. <laughs> because they really all came. I mean, I can't even tell you how many pieces came together in the five, even the five days leading up to the event. Even yeah, really. some of the people that showed up to the event even yeah. happened as a result of some inspired action that occurred three days before the event. Yeah. So it's, it really is. We take that step, and then the next one appears, and then the next, and... Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it's 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 almost like you're you're getting so clear that the universe is just showing you the way. Um, again, you, you know, it's it's becoming that powerful manifester. You know, uh, once you're uh, really clear on the intentions you set and and how that then all comes about. Right. Exactly. Um, and I, I don't know how much is. Are we on an hour show? Are we? Uh, is, we can go over. Um, Mary, I've got the show going to 90 minutes, uh, but I want to be respectful of your time, so you just let me know how, when you want to jump off, um, how long you can stay with us for. We don't need okay. to the, the 90 minutes, but um, it's, it's, it just gives us that flexibility to go over the hour if we need to. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, well, we, we can do two things. Um, there is yeah. one other, we, we've sort of touched actually upon all five secrets to success and inner peace as we've... Uh, awesome gone through the call, there is um, one that we can talk about. And right before the call, I talked to my virtual assistant about setting up a link um, uh, specifically uh, for you and your listeners um, about my Awakening Beyond Achievement tour. So I thought we could give up. I really want you to say a little bit more about that because – I mean, I really wish that I could, um, it could have been on that one in, in New York, but um, I would love for everyone else out there to to know what you're doing so that they can continue on their journey of spiritual awakening and being able to combine success and uh, spirituality as part of their lives. Um, so, jump Absolutely, absolutely. So, the, all the, well, so, so two things. Well, I've, I've wanted to do a, something a little special for your listeners because, Thank you. Wanted to do something. I would be very appreciative as well. Yeah. 
And if they go to awakeningbeyondachievement.com forward slash clarity, um, that's going to direct them to the web on this call with Louise. And when you register, this is, um, I'll tell you a a little bit more about the event. It's a a $97 event. You'll get to bring a friend for free um, if you wow. click this link. Yeah, that's kind of a no-brainer. Uh, it it is, um, particularly now after <laughs> I've delivered what um, what we're doing in a day. You will leave a couple of very exciting. And that's things. a whole day. That's amazing. It's a whole day, yeah. and it's it's. Uh, this is not just to come listen to me talk. This is come and really like no kidding leave with a success and inner peace blueprint. There's a lot of exercises. You'll be doing sharing um, with people and writing and like really putting together this, this blueprint so you leave with a very clear map for not only what's going to move you towards your goals, but also what's going to keep inner peace alive for you. So, wow. And one of the, yeah, so I'm very excited Sounds about that. Great. And we're going to look at... Just check with you the, the link, because you said awakeningbeyondachievement.com forward slash, and then is it clarity or keys to clarity? Uh, clarity. Okay. Forward slash Great. clarity, and it will, when you click that link, it actually will go, and you won't see the clarity on the end of it, uh, you know, when it pops in the website, but um, if, you've, if you've approached that page with clarity on the tail end... then they'll get the opportunity to take someone with them. And you can take somebody for free. So when you register, then simply um, email. There'll be, um, and then simply email me after you've registered, and you can give us the name of the person that, well, actually one of my team members will make sure we get a name of, of the, the friend that you'd like to bring so we have them registered also. And they'll know uh, specifically because they've, they've come through this link. We've also got that if you're one of the first 25 people to register in any of the uh, upcoming four cities, and actually right now I think there's still a couple VP spots or VIP spots left even for New York, which is on May 22nd. Um, And then, of course, uh, San Francisco is June 12th. And Dallas, Texas is July 10th. Newport Beach, California is August 7th. Uh, if you're one of the first 25 people to register, you also get VIP seating, and we're doing a private VIP reception afterwards, nice. which is another opportunity for, well, we've got some kind of treats and uh, for after the event to enjoy ourselves, but also a chance for some Q&A and um, to get some final support at the end of the day and in a more intimate environment. Wonderful. Uh, and, and will you yeah. be at the? Um, will you be at that after the? At oh the yeah, I, I'll, I'll be at the VIP. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, Wonderful. exactly. Exactly. And, and and one of the things that we're doing at the event is uh, is is guiding you into an experience of radical awakening. So whether you've had a radical awakening experience already or not, this this. Uh, this particular experience 
will, without a shadow of a doubt, give you access to knowing where this place of inner peace is at any time. Wow. So we'll be doing some that things. That sounds to, like a huge, huge, I mean, it, it, life doesn't get any better than that, really. You know, that's what I think we all seek. Um, exactly. So to, to have that opportunity um, and to get it um, in the way that you're describing, which um, it just sounds like such a no-brainer. So yeah. I, I, I really encourage anyone out there who's listening who, you know, even feels a little trepidatious about the possibility of experiencing that, you know, not having experienced it, to just, I just, I just, um, I just want to ask you to open yourself to that possibility and, and to know that every, there's so much to gain, nothing to lose and so much to gain. It's just, just amazing. It, it, um, it, really, it really is one of the, it's certainly one of the, what I feel like is the, one of the keys to my own success and my own inner peace is this awakening. Um, so you'll, you'll have access to that. And then the other great promise of this event is you know, we've talked in this call about relaxing resistance. So we spend a good chunk of the day really looking at after, after you've set your goals, well, after having an awakening experience, then from that place of clarity, we get into goal setting and and then we also look at, okay, so where is the resistance we need to relax? And we give you several sets of tools of ways that you can relax resistance around those goals. And then the other thing we're doing I is... I want to be there, Mary. I know, well, come to, you know, find one of the dates and, you know, come fly on in and uh, oh. join me in one of these events. And you can bring your friends for free, too. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yes, I'll yes. i have to make it happen. But you know what? I am. Def- I, I'm really thinking seriously about coming to your retreat in October. Which oh, good! Amazing. Well, uh, yes, and and that. Um, and, yeah. and in one of my favorite places too, Joshua Tree. It's just fantastic. Oh, Joshua Tree is um, an amazing place, and you know this is one of the keys to deepening awakening is to allow yourself to unplug from all the distractions of our busy lives and, and deepen, you know, it's sort of like, a, uh, you know, con- allowing that, that consciousness to expand so that that aliveness becomes so, becomes so strong that the access to it's very easy. You know, when we only have, when we allow ourselves maybe an hour a week to dwell in inner peace and awakening, you know, it's hard to access it when we're in the middle of a, a fight or, you know, some kind of a surprise stress. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I I, um, I also want to just ask you, Mary, if people just wanted to find your site, what what site would you suggest that they go to to um, you know to learn more about you and you know have access to the I think you offer a couple of free chapters of your book, um, Power to Inner Choice. I do. Yeah. So they can go to lifecoachmary.com, and right there on that home page, if they enter their name and email address, they'll receive two chapters from my book, The Power of Inner Choice. They'll also receive 26 Everyday Inner Peace Tips delivered kind of one every two weeks. Um, yeah, and and I'll throw in one other little bonus here is, um, and that is, um, well, and, and 
if if somebody decides to register within the next 24 hours uh, for the tour, the beyond achievement. Yep, yep, awakeningbeyondachievement.com forward slash clarity. I'll actually mail you a copy of my book, the full-on hey. book. Wow. Um, yeah, so those are for, you know, if people are feeling inspired to, to move on that right away, then I want to support you with um, a gift of my book. So. Oh, that's great, Mary. Thank you so much. Wonderful. You're welcome. Very generous of you. Very generous. Well, I want to wish you well with all of your tour, your the rest of your um, your tour of the four cities coming up. I know you've done one already, and um, you're doing such amazing work in the world, Mary. And I just so support you, and um, you know, I feel so much gratitude towards you know towards you and what you're doing, and and um, but you're you're um, you're one of the the shining lights in the world, and um, and your work is very much appreciated. Oh, thank you. Well, I appreciate you right on back for, you know, for your commitment to this show. I I see who you interview each week because I'm on your your mailing list as well. And um, you know, the the fact that your commitment to really getting great information and resources out to people in the world, I I really really acknowledge you and. Uh, just grateful to be be one of your guests as well. Thanks so much, Mary. It was wonderful having you here. And if you had one golden nugget to leave our list, listeners with tonight, um, what would it be, Mary? Um, you know, I I the the one thing will be that that inner peace is really just one breath away, oh. and that. If while we're on this call, just to take a deep breath in and take a nice exhale. And as we just connect gently into our breath, just in the here and now, we can we can recognize and experience a place of inner peace in just a matter of seconds even. And that when we're here, when things get frenzied, and when we're just willing to, you know, stop a minute and get connected to our breath, that it's from this place that we get to access that divine guidance that lets us know what to do next and, you know, helps inspire our actions. So that's my my encouragement is to keep coming back to your breath and your place of inner peace because it truly will make such a difference to both your success and your inner peace. Well, thank you so much for that wonderful tip, Mary. It's very powerful. Mm-hmm. So again, thanks so much. Um, we really appreciate your being on the show. Um, I want to thank everyone for being here this evening and listening, and for any um, listeners who I know will be downloading the show afterwards, um, probably pretty rapidly. Um, so just want to say thank you. You know, this show is not a show without you, the listener. And um, so I appreciate your your participation. And um, Mary, I'm just going to let everyone know just briefly about our show, upcoming show this week. You can either stay on the line or you're welcome to jump off at this point. Okay. Well, I'll listen. I so, want to know who's coming too. Great. <laughs> so I'm going to be interviewing um, 
a, a lovely woman next week by the name of Lily Eatridis, and she is um, a coach, a speaking coach, um, and her she she's called the Fearless Delivery Coach, and um, she's going to be talking about how um, um, beneficial it can be to use speaking as part of your uh, marketing strategy in your solopreneur business. Um, and it is a very powerful part to, as I'm sure Mary you'll attest to, and um, and certainly for myself, you know, that speaking is a, a large part of what we do and, and part of it is about getting out into your community, your tribe, and, and talking about what you're very passionate about and um, getting the word out um, mm-hmm. as well as building your business. Um, so Lily is going to be talking to us about um, how to get started as a speaker and if you are a speaker already, how to refine um, different parts of, of um, speaking where there might be challenges and, and um, you know, what to do about those. And so it's going to be a very interesting show next week to, to um, have some conversation around that. So I really encourage you to, to check in and, and hear what Lily has to say. I think you'll be really interested in, in that. Sounds like um, an awesome lineup. Yeah, thanks, Mary. And um, for anyone who would like to get my free report, it's um, uh, five um, five uh, killer business mistakes solopreneurs make and how to avoid them. Just go to my uh, website, which is keystoclarity.com, and you'll see the little box there, which will invite you to to put your email in there so that you can get that report. Um, I think it's got some valuable information in there too. So that's it for this evening. Thanks again, Mary, for being with us. It was a wonderful to have that conversation, and it's certainly an, an area that a lot of people, I think, feel conflicted, particularly those who are holistic practitioners who you know, feel guilty about um, earning a, um, a good income from what they do. And I think um, you know, to be able to practice what we what we're able to practice through you know, the guidance of, of um, uh, spiritual leaders like Mary you know, it gives us the opportunity to live the life we desire, to have a, a comfortable um, and exciting life, and to be able to do what our heart desires, our soul desires as well. Mm-hmm. So thanks very much, everyone. Have a great week, and we'll be talking next week on Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern, as usual. All right, have a great week. Good night, everyone. You, Say good night, Mary. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Bye now. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye now.